What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And that's right, over in his living room is not my invisible co-host. It's actually my actual co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, hey, everybody. What is going on? Long time no here. Gosh, it's been a minute. Drew, good to see you. Everybody, happy new year. We got a really fun episode for you guys. We're so thankful that you guys are tuning in for us. We've got uh, some recapping to do, some apologies to give, and uh, you guys aren't going to want to miss it. So without further ado, please enjoy. All right. Well, uh, welcome to Drew Code Sports Talk, everyone. Uh, Appreciate you guys listening and subscribing and uh, you know, downloading the episode and whatnot. We always appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, man, I am super excited about this episode, Cody. I don't know if, if you're feeling the same way. Um, I feel like it's because I'm very passionate about this. We, we did our homework uh, when we did our predictions on what we thought each NFL team's record was going to be at the start of the year. And, um, you know, we, we put in hours, man. I know I did. Uh, and I know you did. I know you were like, there was, I think there was a couple of weeks where Cody, you and I, like, we were like, well, on our normal day, when we record, we were kind of like, uh, I think we need, I think I need to do like an extra day. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. <pretty> so, <laughs> so, uh, I'm super excited about this cause we put a lot of work in this. And so I want to go back to it. Um, I think this might be a yearly thing. I think it's, it was so fun that we, and we did the predictions and then uh, it's going to be super fun to kind of go over, uh, you know, the the review of, of the whole season because now we have the NFL playoffs. So before we get into all that, though, uh, Cody, we haven't seen you in what, three weeks? How yep. are you doing, man? I'm doing really well, actually. Um, three weeks of was uh, chaos, as you know. I mean, we you and I, Marco Polo, almost every other morning, if not every morning. And uh so you were hearing my struggles, seeing me, yeah. you know, dead tired because uh, work was getting chaotic. But, you know, yeah. we turned a corner and it's looking good. Knock on wood for that one. But uh, <laughs> new, new year, it's already gone off to a crazy start, um, you know. So <laughs> yeah. we'll see. My funny thing is before we keep going is my wife sent me this meme on Instagram. She saw that said, um, yeah, 2021, I'd like to cancel my subscription. I'm not pleased with my seven day trial. So <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty fitting. Cause yeah. it's like, wait, 2020 ended. Why are we still continuing the chaos? So yeah. Why, why is there still, uh, uh things going on in the world that, uh, probably shouldn't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to get into it, but it just, it's yeah, just no. funny, man, anyways, you know? I just, I just thought that was a funny meme, but yeah. you know, for all things considered, I'm glad that we're able to get back into doing this because yeah. honestly, three weeks away from this was really weird. I know, thankfully that you've been saying, Hey, if you want to edit, it's there. So I've been doing that. So <laughs> I appreciate that I'm back and I'm, it's good to see you, man. I mean, we've only yeah. had like one other time where we chatted and other than that, man, you're a busy dude yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, my wife has a new job now, and uh, uh, I've been working, um, you know, just two days out of the week. Um, you know, I, I still want to be home with, with my babies. Um, and then, you know, obviously with Christmas and New Year, uh, it has been crazy. But you know what? It's been fun. Uh, I can't say that I've hated these last few weeks, like being so busy. It's actually been really cool. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, I love my life. Uh, there's no, there's nothing I can complain about, so I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> All right, Cody. Well, it's good to see you, man. I really am glad you're back. Although I do enjoy um, having a conversation by myself because it's not something I don't do every day anyway. <laughs> um, so when I got the podcast to myself, it was kind of it was kind of uh, therapeutic in a way. But uh, I I went back and I listened to him and I was like, I kind of sounded angry on a couple of them. <laughs> so hopefully I don't sound so angry. But, uh, you know, that's what happens when I'm so passionate. I actually just tweeted out something uh you know obviously when this when this uh is released um mm -hmm. it's not going to be you know so new but everyone's talking about deshaun watson they're like oh in raider nation good lord yeah they're just like let's get it let's get deshaun watson let's trade Derek carr in a second round pick first of all Pump our race. issue is not quarterback okay i'm not saying that i think Derek carr is better than deshaun watson because i don't i think watson is is an upgrade but let's be real it's not that much of an upgrade, and it's not a need that we have. We need freaking defense. So there's our Raider talk for the day. We need defense. Cut it out with the Deshaun Watson. If we're going to trade anyone from – if we're going to get anyone from the Houston Texans, I would get J.J. Watt, not Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry. I know Raider Nation is all up and on. Let's get him. Let's get him. No, we don't need to trade away draft picks right now. We need draft picks to get defense. So that's that's my Raider that's my Raider talk. Well, we'll have a conversation about the Raiders uh, eventually on the show because I've got some opinions. I've shared them a little bit with you, but I've got a little bit more that have developed obviously since the end of the yeah. season. So eventually we'll get into all that because you know it's our Raiders. We got to talk about them passionately and sometimes realistically. But yeah, you know that's another conversation for another day. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, we're excited about this. Uh, without further ado, we're going to start this. So I'm going to try and explain this as best as I can, but you probably won't really understand what we're doing until we kind of are in the uh, thick and thin of things. Um, you know, we're going to go division by division, just like what we did um, when before the season started, uh, where we were predicting the records. We're going to kind of just do a quick overview of the divisions. Uh, then we're going to kind of go over, okay, uh, who we predicted was going to be in the playoffs. Um, and then we get, we each get one, um, we get one correction, I, I'll say. Okay. So, for example, because, uh, you know, one of mine, I, I keep saying to you, Cody, I had the 49ers. Um, obviously, I get forgiven for that because we couldn't predict. Uh, half of the team was going to be out all year. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's a little hard to, to predict uh, so many injuries, almost a record breaking amount of injuries on one team. So, uh, you know, that's, that would be a correction that we get. So we get one correction for each uh, conference and, uh, and then we get to brag or, uh, you know, put our head between our knees uh, on a few of these. So um, we're going to start, we're going to go in order with what we did. Um, how we started it last time. So we started with NFC North. That's who we started with. And um, Cody, why don't you go first? Why don't you go, uh, you know, however, however, what order you want to go in, just tell us where you had them at. Um, obviously what their record was, uh, where they ended up, if they were first, second, third, or fourth place in the, in the division. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe go over, you know, who you were right on, and who you were wrong on. Got it. Okay. So in the NFC North, where we started off with originally, I had obviously the Lions in fourth place. You know, that's where they finished. I believe the record I predicted was uh, 
four, uh, four and 12. They finished, uh, according to this, it says five and 11. So, I mean, they won one extra game than what I predicted, but they finished in fourth place. The team that got profusely wrong was I predicted Green Bay would finish third at eight and eight. Obviously, they did not. Um, that was on me because I was predicting the turmoil between, um, you know, the coaching staff and the GM with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. And yet Aaron Rodgers put that team on his back and took them to the number one seed in the playoffs. So, so that's where I went wrong. Um, another team I had, so I had second, I had the Minnesota Vikings. I believe I called their record at 10 and six. Obviously they didn't finish 10 and six, nor did they make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, the only thing I did kind of get right was I had, had Chicago, um, making the playoffs leading the division at a 10 and six record. They did make the playoffs. Obviously they didn't uh, lead the division, but they did get into the playoffs. Like I just mentioned. So that is really the only thing I kind of got right. But again, the most profound profusely thing that I got absolutely wrong was green Bay finishing three and 13 from my prediction of eight and eight. Didn't think that Aaron Rodgers was going to ball out as well as he did. I'm thankful (laughs) he did because I had him on my fantasy football team. So it worked really well in my favor. But um, that was, that's the one thing in this division that really just surprised me and, you know, shows me that, you know, Aaron Rodgers was really um, doing what he could to, to get this team working. And obviously him and Devontae Adams on a whole nother level when it comes to, <laughs> um, to chemistry and touchdowns and all that stuff. I think you traded for Devontae Adams during the season and he got you nothing but points almost every yeah. week you had in like at least yeah. – like three touchdowns that seem like almost every week religiously. So that's what I had for the NFC North. Um, yeah, you know, you and I were kind of on um, different sides, uh, you know, of the, of the Packers thing, mainly the Aaron Rodgers thing. You, mm-hmm. you thought that uh, with the draft picks that uh, the Packers decided to go with, you thought, okay, that's going to be the Packers demise. And I thought that's going to be Aaron Rodgers' um you know, uh, fire, you know, him climbing up a rope and, you know, the Packers basically set the rope on fire. So he's got to climb it or get caught on fire. And, uh, you know, he, in a sense, did catch fire. (laughs) He's just, he's playing out of his mind. Um, And that's what I thought. I And I think I even said on the podcast too, I said, if you're a fantasy football, uh, you know, player, you, you know, you're in a league or whatever, you need to draft Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a year. Um, and so I was right on that. I had the Packers at 11 and five. I had the Vikings at 10 and six in second place. Obviously I feel like that was my biggest whiff to be honest. Um, you know, I didn't know how, how good uh, Kevin Stefanski was to the Vikings until he was, he went to Cleveland as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I felt like Kevin Stefanski he was going to be missed, but I did feel like this Vikings team is still really talented. Um, Obviously, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins. So uh, we saw that. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Uh, (laughs) And we, I had the bears at third uh, with a five and 11 record. I say I missed, I whiffed more on the Vikings because I thought they were a potential playoff team with, with the bears, they're eight and eight, you know? So them getting in the playoffs to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't say is is like oh I was completely wrong like no one's looking at the Bears right now going this team mm-hmm. they got hot at the right time they're just saying this team snuck in that's basically what they're saying yeah so um if it wasn't know, for it, that extra wild card they wouldn't have gotten in so and and let's be honest too would you rather have if you as a football fan would you rather see Arizona Cardinals in or the Chicago Bears uh, Chicago Bears sure 
I mean, you know, I mean, my my thing would I'd rather much see the Cardinals because they have a quarterback, you yeah. know, and they had a the really Bears. good connection with Hopkins with that as well. So, yeah. So I I don't know. It, I don't feel like I was completely wrong. Obviously, I was wrong in the Bears. I'm not saying I wasn't, but um, I think the bigger whiff for me was the Vikings. Uh, and then I had the Lions at four and twelve, just like you. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think we were we whiffed on that. We just didn't predict they were going to win five games. No, and if <laughs> yeah. I'm actually remembering correctly, I think I talked you into giving them four wins because at first when we because this is pre-recorded. Because by the way, folks, behind the scenes is we have we talk about this well before, and then a lot of our. I think a lot of, for me, at least a lot of my thoughts and opinions will change a little bit. Cause I get more information. I think yeah. you were like, Oh no, they're going to be three and 13. They'd be terrible. I'm like, I don't yeah. know, man. Like, I think they're going to win a couple more games. You're like, okay, four wins, you know, yeah. like that's yeah. pretty much where we cut it even, but I scratched out their records. So yeah, I think, I think you were right yeah. on that one. But I mean, truthfully though, they were looking, I don't want to say promising, but they were a team that was making making noise and kind of messing, you know, standing uh, standings up. They weren't they weren't going to make the playoffs, but they were just kind of like messing stuff up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, I, I feel bad for Lions fans because it's just every single year, man. Um, but I mean, as Raider fans, we kind of understand. But I feel like Raider fans suffer more because as a Lions fan, you know, listen, we're going to suck. With the Raiders, like we had, we've had hope for like two, three years now, mm-hmm. and it's just been crushed every time. Um, and a lot of people are saying it's Carr, and I'm not going to go into it right now. But you know, some people are saying it's Gruden. But it's just, I think it's worse to have that hope of, hey, we could make the playoffs. And I think this year felt like if we're going to make the playoffs, it's going to be this year. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, it didn't happen. So. Yeah. I sound so depressed right now. Yeah, you did. <laughs> All right, well, let's um, carry on that high note. So um, <laughs> yeah. did you want to add anything more to the NFC North? Nope. I uh, I, I nailed Green Bay, and that's it. <laughs> All right. So why don't you uh, carry us into the, in it, uh, to the AFC North then? Okay, AFC North. I had the Baltimore Ravens in first place at 14 and two, uh, they did not do 14 and two. They ended up 11 and five Pittsburgh Steelers were second with 12 and four and nailed that one. Now I had them as a wild card, but, um, nonetheless, they did get in the playoffs. Um, and I had told you, you were, you were against Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I said, this guy, he wants to prove that he still got it in him. Um, you know, with the weapons that they have, it's kind of hard that they whiff and they have, and I, my main point was that defense, that defense is so fast and it's so good. Mm -hmm. They proved it and they had injury. Their whole like linebacking, starting linebacking crew was like injured all year. Yeah. And they still were, were so good. So, well, that um, secondary just, just locked everybody down. Oh yeah. What it was. I mean, and they had, they had a pretty decent front to pressure, but that secondary, like, Fitzpatrick, I mean, yeah, um, yeah, you're um, right. Fitz, yeah, Fitzpatrick, excuse me, and then also Joe Hayden. He, even though he's older, he's a veteran. I mean, they were yeah. just locking down the corners. They were doing so well. Yeah, and then T.J. Watt. I mean, he was a beast this year. Yeah. When he had 15 sacks, I mean, ridiculous. So. He's gonna probably uh, be yeah, MVP candidate in the future. Yeah, he might be. Yeah. Um. So third place, I had Cleveland Browns at 11 and five. I nailed it to a T. I had them in third place. They ended in third place. Had them at eleven and five. They ended eleven and five. So I'm really proud of that one. Uh, and then Cincinnati Bengals. They I had them at three and thirteen. In last place, they went for 
11 and one. You can't really predict ties. So uh, I'm going to count that as a win as well. So basically <laughs> I completely nailed the AFC North. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel so good about that. Other than the Ravens, the Ravens were the biggest whiff. They still made it to the playoffs. So I'm going to count it as a win still. Um, but no, I'll, I'll say that one's a loss. Um, I, I felt like this team from top to bottom was just so strong. I mean, you talk about Lamar Jackson, you talk about that offensive line, the running game, uh, the receivers, they got better over the year. Um, uh, excuse me, over the off season. Um, and then the defense is, is a really good defense and they just didn't, they didn't really catch they didn't really get into their groove until later this year. And I think mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Jackson, I had him. I drafted him in two leagues in yeah. in, in uh, fantasy football. And uh, I, I traded him in both leagues. I was like, dude, I because I was my the rest of my team was sucky, but he was not doing much for me. And honestly, yeah. I was starting Derek Carr over him. Yeah, <laughs> in both in both leagues that I had Lamar Jackson, I had Derek Carr as my backup, and I would start in him over Lamar most of the time because mm-hmm. it was just he wasn't doing anything. And then of course when I traded him, he was starting to go off. Well, of and course like, he had to get them in the playoffs, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, I mean, my biggest whiff was the Ravens. I knew I I just had a feeling that the Steelers were going to be good. I had the. I figured the Browns with Kevin Stefanski, I really liked what he did in Minnesota and he's kind of a, a no BS kind of a coach. So I figured a lot of the stuff that uh, Freddie Kitchens let slide, Stefanski was like, okay, if I'm going to be successful, I can't let that slide. Mm-hmm. And you just saw, I mean, do you remember Baker Mayfield making all these like stupid comments in post game interviews this year? No. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, mm. Early on, yes, but okay, it, yeah. it got it got better throughout the season cuz let's not act like it wasn't a lot of turmoil in the house until OBJ got injured. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So. Okay, I'll give you that, but um you know, there was not a lot of talk from out of the Browns camp like there was last year. I mean, there sure. was god, everyone was talking. I mean, it sure. was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And Stefanski was saying, "All right, let's let's hone this in a little bit." Mhm. Um, where I think I could have gotten a loss was the Bengals, but uh, because Joe Burrow got injured, mm-hmm. that actually probably saved my prediction. Um, with Joe Burrow, he looked really good, and the Bengals were starting to kind of get in the groove. And honestly, even without Joe Burrow, they were making games kind of close. Yeah, um, I don't want to get too. I don't want to get you know too like oh man, they were so good. I don't. Th- I'm not going there, but. They're a couple of pieces away, maybe like two drafts away from being a really dangerous team in the AFC North. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Joe Burrow getting injured. I'm not, I wasn't saying I'm, I was, I'm glad he got injured to save my prediction. No, no, no. I wanted to see how he did. I wasn't sure how he was going to do. I wasn't as high on him as, as I was on Tua. And mm-hmm. to be honest, those two need to flip, uh, you know, it yeah. should have been Joe Burrow. No question. And yeah. uh, I had questions and, and Hey, he proved me wrong and I'm glad he did. I hope, uh, I hope he has a really good career. So 
Cody, what was your AFC North prediction? So I'll go to the bottom to the top like I did in the previous division. So the Bengals, I had them at 4-12. and 12. That's essentially where they were, minus the obviously the tie that you just mentioned. You can predict the tie. That's against huh? you. Anyways, I completely agree about the Joe Burrow thing. If, my, if I were to make a, a different prediction now with all the information that we have, I think with his connection with – uh, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, that was obviously huge. They obviously don't have a great defense, but you know, you still had uh, Bernard doing a decent job filling in for Mixon, who was injured. Um, you know, they have a really crummy offensive line, but Joe Burrow, if he didn't get injured, argument could be made that he was going to be, he might be in the running for rookie of the year offensively. But I think yeah. they would have probably finished at maybe six and 10, seven and nine if mm-hmm. they reached their full potential where they're at. I don't know if they're about two drafts away. I think they, I think I'm curious to see what their draft is this off season in terms of defense and offensive line. I think they could easily be a wildcard team. If Joe Burrow yeah. comes back healthy, because he's got that type of arm. And instead of now debating Burrow or Tur- or Tua, I think the debate needs to be Bur- uh, Burrow and, and uh, Herbert, Herbert as yeah. he's, he was phenomenal this year, but anyways, I had the Bengals at four and 12. And then I said, Cleveland would finish at 10 and six and third place, not making the playoffs. Obviously I was wrong on that because they finished a game above making the playoffs. And this is where I had the Steelers not, I said that they weren't going to make the playoffs at a 10 and six record. And you're right. Cause I did say that it was um, big Ben. um, He's coming back from major elbow surgery. He's getting old. He's not, he doesn't have the desire to play like he used to. And that was going to be a problem. I did say though, Well, I mean, I come know. on. I don't know. He, I'm just, I don't I'm know just if he's going to make shape, it worse. But I can make that argument if you want me to. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. but with um, with Tomlin though, I, what I, my argument was is that Tomlin is a great coach. To, he'll get this co- this team coach to ten and six, despite whether or not Big Ben has the desire to play or not, regardless if he's doing well or not. He will coach this team to ten and six. And yeah, he did really well. Obviously, they finished at twelve and four. They won the division. Um, and it was a, a, you know, a majority of the games were on Big Ben. I will say that they had a really easy schedule, probably the first, I don't know, 12 weeks of the season. You know, they pay, they're pretty much cakewalk to 12 and 0. Um, and then the last, you know, six game or the last five games were the dog fights between divisions and all that stuff. And I will say as Big Ben faced better teams, he struggled more, um, you know, but for the most part, I w- I'll eat my crow on that one. I was wrong. And the Ravens, um, I was wrong on them. I said that they'd win the division at 12 and four. They still made the playoffs. I was off by like a game. Um, My prediction was that Lamar Jackson would kind of be neutralized a little bit. That defense had now an off season to study him. And with the, and with the shortened off season because of COVID, um, you know, obviously teams weren't going to be in the flow of things. And you can kind of see that a majority of the teams we thought would be really good struggled at first because they had no rhythm. They had no offseason. So you really saw teams trying to work out the kinks from not having a true uh, true preseason and a true uh, mini camp. But for the most part, the last about six games, maybe four games specifically, Lamar Jackson finally turned it up and rushed a lot more Then he was starting to find his receivers because he struggled a lot. You're right. He just was not delivering the ball like he did the previous season. And that yeah. could be because of the defenses were daring him to throw a lot more. And, you know, he was just so elusive with his legs. I think he maybe tried to be more of a pocket passer. And, you know, sometimes you have to just be who you are. If you're not a pocket passer, don't be a pocket passer. You know, move outside (laughs) the pocket. Move move the offense. Move the defense. That's what you're there for. I mean, not to say that you're not a good quarterback if you can't stay in the pocket. But, you know, 
you don't he kind of became predictable after a minute until he finally went back to his old ways in the in the last uh last few weeks of the season but what i will say is pretty much from the ravens steelers and the browns other than obviously i predicted the ravens getting the playoffs the records weren't correct and i was off you know i didn't think baker mayfield would be as good as he did but ironically he got better after obj got injured um i agree stefanski made this team a little bit more mature um, Big Ben showed me some some life that I didn't think he had left. I still will argue that as the season wears on, the less he wants to keep playing because it's wearing him down. And, uh, you know, we'll see. But, uh, you know, for the most part, you nailed this division. And other than a couple of wins and some playoff predictions here and there, I, I was a little off. So it is what it is. And I will give you this. I think on the podcast you did say that you don't believe James Conner is as good as what everyone's saying he is. And uh, you felt like uh, Big Ben needs a, a better running game uh, if he's going to be more successful. And and in the in, to your credit, in those last five games that they had, you know, they went 11-0, and in these last five games they went 1-4. And, and I think a big part of that, uh, and me knowing it firsthand, because I had James Conner in <laughs> almost every league, Sure, um, you know, uh, they, for some reason, they could not find the running game. And honestly, um, I had picked up Snell a couple, Benny Snell, um, yeah. a couple of times because uh, when James Conner was injured or had COVID, and Snell kind of looked a little bit better. And so, yeah. the running game was—I mean, it still wasn't great, but it was—it was better than what Conner was giving them. And I think. Um, if they're going to be successful in the playoffs, they need to get back to the running game. They're going to have to figure something out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, to your credit, you did say that, but I just felt like with Big Ben coming back and, you know, everyone saying he should just retire, retire, I felt like kind of like with Aaron Rodgers. And I even said on here too, I said, if you're a fantasy football player in a, in a league, go after Big Ben because he's going to put up some big numbers. And for a while he was. Um, he kind of struggled a little bit. I had him uh, in one league, and uh, he did he did for the most part really good for me. He had a couple of uh, duds, but um, mm-hmm. those games I had Car in, so um, you know it was it was fine. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I think I think I did better in that division than you, but I don't think it was by like a huge stretch. I just you know I predicted the Steelers to do well. Um, you and I both had Ravens in the playoffs and mm-hmm. you had the Browns doing well, just not making the playoffs. I right. had the Browns basically doing the same thing, but making the playoffs. So yeah, we pretty much agree that this was probably the toughest football division to predict just because yeah. each team other than the Bengals and, you know, in some respects, the Bengals were too, were going to be hard to beat, you know, and it's like, where do you find the losses? And really we're, <laughs> we're counting losses by, they're going up against a better team and you know the Browns lost to the Raiders but the Raiders didn't make the playoffs so that doesn't mean the Browns aren't a good team it's just yeah. that particular time just wasn't good for them you know and, and honestly too when we were doing the podcast we were like we were concerned about picking the Browns we were like I don't know <laughs> like uh, maybe you know I mean, you can't get any worse suck, you know yeah. <laughs> it was like I don't know man like they have the same team they just have a different coach is he, right. is he really that good but I felt I feel like you and I read it right. We felt like Stefanski was going to be a difference maker, and he was. And honestly, we could make the argument too that the defense this year for the Browns was actually worse than last year. And last year's it was pretty good. This year, 
they really struggled in the secondary and they still went 11 and five and made the playoffs. So, Hmm. you know, you can give credit to the Browns and this, you can see how much of an impact Stefanski makes. And he's, he's making Mayfield do what he did with um, Case Keenum in Minnesota Mm -hmm. or Kirk Cousins even. And, um, you know, we saw the best of the best of Kirk Cousins last year. And Case Keenum actually brought the Vikings to a playoff game with Kevin Stefanski. So Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, I think that's all the evidence you need on what he can do with, you know, not the best quarterback, but someone who can, who can make these throws. And and he obviously did that with Mayfield. So, all right, Cody. So let's keep going. We're in the NFC East brother. The worst division in the National Football League Hands uh, down. this year. <laughs> I don't think it was even a question. Um, yeah, why don't you just go into it? Okay, I'm, I'm going to just go right off the bat right now. I had so this is what I had predicted. I predicted Giants going four and twelve. Um, I predicted the Washington Redskins going seven and nine. I went ten and six for Cowboys, and I went twelve and four for the Eagles. You can almost flip the records and flip the teams as well because <laughs> dead last I had um and Carson Wentz is to blame, Drew. Yeah. Um yep. for going four and twelve. Um yep. I deserve you know, it. What was weird is it almost after they had changed the the quarterback, it almost looked like there was a little bit now life left in them. Um, but yeah, dude, like don't ever say Carson wins top ten again. Not, not this, not for this season. No, we'll see. I don't care if he wins three Super Bowls. I'll never say it. So we'll, we'll see how this I believed in him way too much. But anyways, though, that was probably the, my biggest, biggest, uh, I would say pie in my face, but I think arguably that was both of ours. Did we predict that Carson Wentz was going to regress to the point where he was costing games, legitimately costing games because once they put in Jalen hurts and I even told you too on draft night when the Eagles got him, I really like Hertz. Hertz is a sleeping quarterback in this in this draft that people mm-hmm. should not sleep on. Yes, he had he wasn't the starter after Tua came in in Alabama. He went to Oklahoma. He did really well in rushing and passing. And a lot of people saying, "Oh, it's not going to translate to the NFL." He he looks like he looks really good. I mean, minus obviously Doug Peterson's brain aneurysm he had in the last game of the season. Why they took him out for three spots in the draft that that doesn't mm-hmm. make no sense, but. He was doing exactly what he did in Oklahoma. Was he looking like a rookie? Absolutely. But again, he's a rookie. So nevertheless, mm-hmm. the following team, obviously, um, in third place, went to, I believe it was the Cowboys um, at 6-10. and 10. Obviously, I predicted them at 10-6 and six going second. But did we know Dak Prescott was going to break his leg uh, in the middle <sighs> of the season? We did not. Because they were uh, looking really good. Da- we just saw how – exactly. We just saw how valuable Dak Prescott is to the Cowboys. The question mm-hmm. isn't now Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott. It's Dak Prescott, hands down. Because if Ezekiel Elliott goes out, then the next running back goes in and Dak Prescott keeps them in the game, keeps mm-hmm. them competitive. As soon as Dak Prescott goes out, you put in Andy Dalton, they're, they're a subpar team. So that's just what they look like, on no doubt. The one thing I will say, though, is the Giants finishing 6-10. Uh, and 10, I predicted they'd finish somewhere between 4-12 and 12 and 5-11. and 11. Their defense actually looked really good. It yes. was just Daniel Jones turning the ball over that 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 caused them to be where they're at. 
And then obviously the Washington Redskins, I said that their defense would look really good because of Ron Rivera and that Ron Rivera would take this team, would coach this team up. My biggest downfall is I said that Dwayne Haskins would excel under Ron Rivera and he's not even on the team as we record this <laughs> because he can't keep his ass out of strip clubs. So pardon my French on that. But anyways, I predicted the record. I did not think that they'd win the division, but I did say that they'd be seven and nine and Ron Rivera would coach up this team and change the culture. Yeah. I'd say he did a majority of that. Um, you know, thank goodness for Alex Smith coming back. I mean, yeah. first off, heck of a story, nearly losing his leg and his life. And yet he comes back and gets this team into the playoffs along with Ron Rivera. But for the most mm-hmm. part, that is like where my predictions fell with the NFC um, East or the least is what we'll call them because literally <laughs> every team finished under 500. <laughs> literally. <laughs> I don't know how that was even possible. I'm wondering if the NFL should have said, hey, you guys just stay at home. We'll find another team, you know, because come on. Well, hey, I predicted three out of four were going to be under 500. You, so uh, you know what? I'll give, you I'll give credit right to myself on that. Except Carson Wentz was that fourth <laughs> one you got absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> just got steamrolled. And I drafted him in, in one of my fantasy league. You guys are seeing the theme here. Uh, some of the people that I ended up having to draft or, or drafted um, you know, I, uh, obviously they did not do well this year. So yeah, they, uh, just, it's been my fantasy football year. Well, what was ironic um, is, uh, Carson Wentz would, would do terrible to begin the game. And then during garbage time, that's when he get most of his points, but yeah, so I'd get 20 points from, him. <laughs> yeah, you do, but you didn't want to leave him in your starting lineup. Cause he throw like no. four interceptions and fumble the yeah. ball like once or twice. So it was like, it's like having Jameis Winston in your lineup one minute, you're going to get 30 points. The next minute you'll get eight, eight points. So, yeah. Okay, well, I guess here goes nothing. I think this might have been my worst division. I think it was. Um, I, I nailed one team, and that was it. <laughs> okay, so Philadelphia Eagles, I had winning the division going 11-5. and five. I, I loved Philadelphia's defense. I loved the weapons that they got. Carson Wentz, uh, obviously all of those <laughs> weapons got injured. Uh, I mean, Zach Ertz was out for more than half the year. Goddard was hurt for a long time. Uh, Wentz, I don't know what happened. I I was emphatic. I mean, you you guys heard our podcast. I was emphatic that Wentz was a top 10 quarterback. I mean, how could you leave him out? And uh, to Cody's credit, he was like, I don't see it. I, I don't see him being a top 10. He might be top 15. I'll give you that, but I'm not giving you top 10. Uh, you said Ryan Tannehill. I, I would still disagree with Ryan Tannehill, but for the most part, you were absolutely right on that. And uh, I am terribly sorry from the bottom of my heart, Cody. I, uh, you you better be. I was that, I was mean and that and, and my fantasy bully. playoff run. You better those two. You better. At least you had a playoff run, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you saw my record. Why did you believe me? Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I mean Carson Wentz. I mean he's the biggest dead. Now here's the thing. I am still not sold on Jalen Hurts. I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be. Um, I don't think Jalen Hurts is still is is going to be a good quarterback. To be honest, I still think he has a lot to learn. I think what he benefited from was everyone coming off of injury, and getting back into the game. That defense was starting to play a lot better, and and I heard this from a defensive player of defenses when they know they have a they have a quarterback that either they like 
or has been a little bit more consistent, they play better because they're like, hey, if we can't get this done, at least he's going to bail us out, you know? So it's kind of like we're going to risk it for the biscuit type thing. And uh, a lot of times the defense will do a lot better for that. Um, With Carson Wentz, he was turning the ball over. I mean, at least, I mean, he was averaging like two, three turnovers a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a defense, as a defensive player, you're looking at that and you're going, okay, this, we can't keep doing this. You know, mm-hmm. I can only be out on the field for so long before I got to be done, you know? Um, so I think that was a product of it. So I, I'm still not, a, a I, and even with Jalen Hurts, yes, they played better. They were in more games, but I'm not sold on him yet. I, I still feel like he has a ways to go. Now, do I think he should be the starting quarterback next year for the Eagles? Yes, I do. I think he should be the starter. Um, definitely not Sudfeld. I don't know what the heck that thing was, but um, <laughs> obviously wanted a better draft pick and kudos to you. But if you don't need a quarterback, why do you need that? Such a high pick. I, I don't understand it. But anyway, um, that's a different story for a different day. And the Dallas Cowboys in second place at six and ten. I nailed it, and that was with Dak Prescott. Okay, You're absolutely right. You nailed uh, it. But here's what I was wrong on. I thought Ezekiel Elliott was going to have a really good year, um, and he didn't. And Tony Pollard actually looked like he could overtake Ezekiel Elliott for the starting position, and that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated the Cowboys defense. And that was the real reason why I had them at six and 10. I like Dak Prescott. I don't love him. Um, I don't think he's that much better than Andy Dalton. Do I think he would have been six and 10 knowing what I know now with that team? No, I think he would have went eight and eight. I do think the Cowboys would have been better with Dak Prescott. I, well, I know they would have, but um, do I think they're that much better? No, I don't think Dak Prescott is that big of a difference, but he is a difference. Mm -hmm. And, that, that that's what's hard for a lot of football fans to get their heads around. And that's what Raider nation is dealing with right now of, you know, is, is, is Derek Carr the best quarterback in the league? No, he's not the best quarterback in the league, but he is a quarterback that can win us games. And mm-hmm. he's, he's still really good. He's, he's just not, you know, Tom Brady good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Honestly, for our offense, we don't need that. And I feel like that's what the Cowboys are. You don't need the best quarterback in the league to be successful. Dak Prescott has proven he can he can be successful. Does he need a team around him? Of course. But most of the league, probably 30 out of 32 teams, can be a, a, a viable team with a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. Obviously, yes, of course, you always want a great quarterback. But sometimes... It's not in the cards, and you can still win. I mean, Trent Dilfer, for God's sakes, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. No one would say he was even top 20 in the Mm -hmm. NFL. But he still won because all he had to do was be good, and he was good. So that's my argument with it. Um, I had Washington Redskins – sorry, Washington Washington football team, excuse me. I actually wrote it down as Redskins on here too. And uh, I think they were still considered that name before we, when we recorded, because they had not yet announced that they were just going to be the football team. Because we did this, I think, in July, maybe June. We did it early. I think it was like almost May. Maybe. You know? Yeah. This was before your son was born. I know that for a fact. 
So oh yeah, then it was definitely before June. Yeah. Um. So I had Washington. I had them at five and eleven. You and I agreed. We thought that Ron Rivera was going to change it, but I had the assumption that it was going to be Haskins all year. I didn't mm-hmm. think they were going to dare put Alex Smith in a game and they did. And honestly, like you said, thank God for Alex Smith for, mm-hmm. for Washington football team. I mean, that was, if that, if he's not come back of the year player of the year, I have no idea who you would put in front of him. Like, right. And mm-hmm. I agree with all these people saying you should rename the, the, the trophy, yeah. uh, the Alex Smith award, because what he went through, it's basically, what happened to him happened to Joe Theismann, mm-hmm. yet it was he came back from it. And yeah. people always say, well, the Joe Theismann thing, that was worse. I think Alex Smith's injury was just as bad, but it's even more incredible that he came back. So um, good for the Washington football team making it. And Chase Young, first of all, dude, wow. don't call out Tom Brady. Don't call out Tom Brady. I mean, for the love of God, man. This I love is, it. Let him keep doing it. Let him keep doing it. You're putting your foot it. in your mouth. But he was a lot better than what I thought he was going to be. I thought mm-hmm. he was going to be kind of like how what a lot of people thought Miles Garrett was going to be, where mm-hmm. he'll turn it on sometimes and then just kind of, uh, you know, lackadaisy a little bit. And I thought mm-hmm. that's how Chase Young was going to be. But just like what Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett was a threat or is a threat. And same with Chase Young. He is a threat. He looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, I wish he would have dropped to the Raiders. I mean, that would have been way down. But <laughs> I mean, the Raiders would have had to trade a lot of stuff to get yeah. up to go get him because he was but, not going to fall that far down. So I mean, imagine we had Chase Young and Max Crosby. Oh, oh God, I'm drooling. I'm drooling. Hold on. <laughs> this is this might be, no. You know what? I think the Eagles one is still my biggest whiff. But the number four team, I had the Giants at one in one in fifteen. Yeah. I remember that. I didn't like their defense. I did not like um I, I like Saquon Barkley, but I don't like their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I don't like Daniel Jones. And um it was just uh, I was wrong. I mean, good for, mm-hmm. the, for the Giants. They made it close. Close, yeah. And it's to right be there. honest, it shouldn't have been close, but they did. And mm-hmm. good for them. They they got hot at the right time right time. And unfortunately, uh Daniel Turnover Jones uh struck struck them hard so yeah all right cody let's go afc east brother wow okay well this one was a tough one this one was a doozy because uh i think if i'm not mistaken i predicted the jets going four and 12 and i was wrong they went two and 14 um i also said that the dolphins were to go yeah i also said the dolphins were to go six and ten because two is rookie year they went 10 and six. I whiffed on that one and uh, they just missed the playoffs. Another big one is um, first off, I had said the Patriots were to go five and 11 at first. Then when we found out Cam Newton got signed, we touched based about it in our AFC West. And I changed my prediction to go, I believe it was nine and seven. Yeah. I said nine and seven. I said that they would get a wild card because I said, Bill Belichick will find a way to get in the playoffs because Look what he did with Garoppolo and with Bursette when Tom Brady was out. He's going to work just fine with Cam Newton. They went 79, obviously missed the playoffs, weren't even sniffing the division title. So I was wrong on that. The only one I got right, which you and I had talked about before, Drew, was like, it was, we already knew Buffalo Bills um, were going to be the favorite to win the division. I think you had even called that they would win the division just like I did. My only thing is I said, their record was going to be 12 and four. They finished at three and 13. I'm not going to count that as something. 13 I predicted. and three. 
Yeah, excuse me, 13 and three. My bad. I'm not going <laughs> to count that as. I'm not going to count that as a victory just because, like, it was a foregone conclusion. Bill, it, tech, it, we could we could probably comfortably say that it was their division to lose because not only did they upgrade supremely, but you had Josh Allen not only make a pretty big jump last year, he made leaps yeah. this year. He's like yeah. now in elite company, arguably it could be made because once he had his weapons, especially Stefan Diggs, oh my gosh, what a difference just he makes. And it probably just shows like how underappreciated he was with the Vikings because he did oh well God, with yeah. the Vikings under Kirk Cousins. He looked even better with Josh Allen, a strong arm guy. He stretched the defense. His route running is so beautiful. So hands down, we kind of agreed that the that the Bills were going to be the team to win this division. It was they just need to make sure that they take care of business, and predictably, that's what they did. So, yeah, and and I, I Cody, I don't I don't want people to think like we're not impressed with what the bills did. Of course we are. I mean, they looked a lot better than I think what we thought we were going to do. It's just exactly what you're saying. We didn't, we figured with their division, it was going to be an easy division win for the bills. It was the other games, what their record was going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we thought, I, I love their defense. I always have loved their defense, but we weren't, we weren't sure of what Josh Allen were going to be. Was it going to be Josh Allen, you know, towards the end of the year last year, or was it going to be Josh Allen kind of playoff Josh Allen? And it wasn't great, you know? So, and then exactly what you said. I mean, all of a sudden he's a, he's an MVP candidate. I mean, he's, he's in the, he's in the top three um, for, for the MVP. So you can't predict that. I mean, no one knew that Josh Allen. I mean, you could say, yeah, I, I love Josh Allen. I knew he could be like this. Okay, but you didn't know he was going to do that this year. Like, you, right. you, there's no way. Um, and he did, I mean, unless you're his trainer. Um, no. Other than that, I mean. Uh, he, clearly, he I'm not his trainer. <laughs> <laughs> does, does my body shout trainer? I wish. Yes, it does. It does. Yes. Thank it's you. very nice. To be continued. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> you were in my top five just remember that uh anyway um so yeah i mean just like what you were saying i mean we we figured the bills were going to win the division we just didn't know they were going to be this good right you know um so i mean it's it's kind of hard to say oh we knew that the bills were going to be good because we knew they were going to win the division we knew they were getting in the playoffs we just didn't know what they were going to look like right uh, going into the playoffs and right now they look like a a dangerous team Mm -hmm. um so going off of that, I had the Bills in first place. I had them at 10 and 6. Yeah. Um, and just like what I said, I, I wasn't sure. Honestly, I thought the Raiders were going to get the best of them. Um, <clears throat> you know, Seattle, San Francisco. Obviously, when they played both of those teams, Seattle was kind of starting to go downhill a little bit. San Francisco obviously had all their injuries. So, you know, those are a couple of wins that I could have taken back and, and really gave to the Bills. But um, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things, again, we couldn't predict it. Uh, you can't predict injuries. You can't predict uh, how teams are really going to be until you actually see them. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, overall, I, I'm very impressed with the Bills. I think I, I think I missed on the Bills. I will take that as a wrong, not because they didn't get into the playoffs. Obviously, they did. But um, because I didn't, I wasn't sure about them. I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. you know, because last year the passing game wasn't great. And I like Stefan Diggs. And I thought that's why it was going to take them uh, still to be ahead in the division. But I didn't know mm-hmm. he, they were going to have this good of a connection this quick. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't think anyone knew that other than those two. So uh, kudos to the Bills. Congratulations to uh, Josh Allen, that fire, fireball alum uh, kid. Could have gone to Fresno State, and Fresno State uh, screwed the pooch on that one. So that's another topic for another day. Maybe maybe uh, Paul can give us some insight on the why. <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> it's, it might be a source subject to Paul on that one. Um, so number two, I had the Dolphins. So I, I got them in the right position, but I had them at five and 11. Wow. I yeah. like Tua, but I didn't know this Dolphins defense was going to be this good. Right. Um, I, I mean, I completely whiffed on the Dolphins. I, I liked their run game, but I wasn't sure about the receivers. Like I liked Devontae Parker, but the other receivers, I was just kind of like, yeah, they're here. Well, they're first off, name another receiver outside of Devontae Parker. Uh, honestly, I don't know his first name, but Williams. Sure. And Grant. Sure. Jer- uh, 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 oh, man. Uh, what's his first name? J- Jar- Jeremy. I don't think it's Jeremy Grant. Oh, this is going to bug me. I'm, I'm, I got to stop now. But anyway, Grant that's, and Williams. That's I know my, them. That's my point. All you know is last names. <laughs> so really, Devontae Parker was the only one out there. Yeah. And yes, I will give you the run game was decent. But also, too, Fitzpatrick made it work. Tua was was okay. I think he had a typical rookie season as a quarterback. He had his ups and he had his downs. Defenses kind of figured him out. He struggled with kind of transitioning to that speed. You know, first kind of legit season coming back from that hip surgery and, you know, his major injury from Alabama. Yeah. We'll see because, um, you know, I think that they also got the Texans pick, which means that not only did they – I think they missed out on the playoffs just barely – but now they have the third pick of the draft. So imagine what kind of weapon they can get. Imagine if they can get uh, – what's the one – who's the kid that just won the Heisman? Uh, uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, from Alabama, which wasn't – I think, if I'm not mistaken, was two his teammate, right? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so imagine if those two are on the same team. That would that offense is going to look a lot yeah. different. You yeah, know, Absolutely. And they got a top three pick so from yeah. Houston. Uh, so – that's who I would go. I mean, if I'm the Dolphin, I'm sorry, not a top three. I think it's top. No, it is number three. Six. Oh, it's it is number, number three? three. Yeah, because rem- so oh. Texans when we'll get in, we'll get into their division shortly. But Texans finished four and twelve because of the Larry Tunsil trade that Texans received. They turned around, gave the, or um, yeah, they gave around their first round pick for 2021 to the Dolphins for Tunsil, and obviously the Texans were totally underwhelmed. And they finished with the second, with the third pick in the draft. That now belongs to the Dolphins. Oh, good so. for the fish, man. Good there you go. That. All right. Um, so number three, I had uh, the New York Jets. I, well, I guess technically I had the New England Patriots. I did a revision because as we were recording the AFC East, uh, Cam Newton signed with the Patriots and um, Cody, as you told me, I didn't even know that I said that I thought mm-hmm. I said six and 10, but apparently I, w- I said seven and nine. I heard which I was you. like, man, I was, I was feeling Cam Newton. Good Lord. You were in your, yeah. You, you were in, you were there. Um, so yeah. But, hey, I was, I was right. I mean, they, they got third place. They got seven and nine. Um, I should have lied and said that you said eleven and five or something like that. I would have believed you. I would. Yeah, like, I could. I could have manipulated you. I'm a good <laughs> friend. I told you the truth. Yeah, you are. You are. No, if you said eleven and five, I was like, there's no way I said that. <laughs> I would. I would go back and listen to it. Um, but you know what? They they did that. I I wasn't thinking their defense was going to be as good as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they had virtually no passing game, and 
not a great running game. Um, Harris was a bright spot for the Patriots. Um, you know, I think they're going to keep him. He'll probably still be the starting running back next year. I think uh, Sony Michelle is as proven as he's going to be a pass catching back. And, uh, you know, every now and then he'll, he'll kind of relieve Harris. But for the most part, I think it's Harris's job to lose now. Uh, that offensive line wasn't great. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, yes, Cam Newton didn't look good, but um, he also didn't have an offensive line. I love Cam Newton. I want him to be successful, but it's hard for me to argue that he's still a good quarterback because there were so many passes that were just in front of receiver. I mean, just bouncing and um, overthrowing guys. It just, it wasn't great. And I, I, I hope he gets it fixed, but I really do think that injuries and surgeries on his arm that he's had lately are really, really affecting him more than what he's saying. And it's unfortunate, but um, you know, luckily I guess I, I guess that right. Uh, and then number four, I had the jets at four and 12, just like you did. So I whiffed on that one too, because I ended up two and 14. I didn't think they were going to go. zero and six in the freaking <laughs> division, but they did. So, I mean, I don't know, man. Your boy, Sam Darnold, he needs to leave New York because they're ruining his career right now. So he's a USC alum. I know that's your favorite school. And you argued, I think, at one point that you would take Darnold over a majority of the quarterbacks in his class. And I'm still saying that's a decent pick. I just think that the organization he went to was the wrong one for him. He needs to, unfortunately, kind of similar to Josh Rosen, where he hasn't gotten a a good shake with an organization. Like he's got some arm talent, but you know, he's super intelligent and it's unfortunate that he's bounced around to several organizations and same thing with Sam Darnold looks like he's on the same path, but a team like an organization just needs to take a try on him. Like, you know, especially the jets have such a high pick. You know, I it's terrible. They're ruining his career. <laughs> I have a crazy theory, and uh-huh. well, I'll, I'll just say it. I think a team that should go after Sam Darnold that could revive his career. This might sound crazy, but I think the Saints could go after Sam Darnold. Mm, okay, I can see that. Sam Darnold, if he could get refined by mm. Sean Payton. He could be really good, and he could be like what he has in Taysom Hill, but better, a better mm-hmm. arm. And, uh, you know, the only thing with Sam Darnold is this. Sam Darnold doesn't know how to slide. Mm-hmm. He like he actually played linebacker in high school, so he likes the hits. But that's why he gets injured. It's because he likes to get hit. He's, okay. oh, he's comfortable with getting hit. Um, so he's going to have to learn to, listen, dude, you're not a linebacker anymore. You're a quarterback mm-hmm. and you want, you want to keep playing quarterback and you want to finish out a year and you want to bring a team to a playoff. You want to be on a winning team. You mm-hmm. have to go out of bounds. You have to go down immediately. You cannot try and blow up these, uh, the secondary or these linebackers or these defensive ends. You just got to go down. You got to mm-hmm. take it and live to see another day. Um, so he's going to have to learn that. And also his decision-making, he tries to fit too many balls into real tight windows. And it's just like, dude, just just throw it away. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it drives Raider Nation that Derek Carr throws the ball away, but he's not trying to fit these tight windows all the time. Yeah. And uh, that's why I have he doesn't a, have as many interceptions. I have a team I think should think about taking a flyer on him. And, 
it'd be the Atlanta Falcons because they've got a pretty good Not receiving bad. core. They've got Todd Gurley, and I'm, I'm imagining they're going to draft Young in the running back. And if they can keep Morris, who they played really hard for, I imagine that they're going to have a really solid defense and a structured team. You know what? To have Sam Darnold as like a quote unquote project is like, you just found yourself your franchise quarterback. Once you get him, the coach that can speak his language, which I don't think, I think there's several coaches out there that can get the best out of him. I think he's going to be special with Calvin Ridley. Can you imagine him and Calvin Ridley together? My God. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be insane. So anyways, that's another debate for another time. Yeah. Well, Cody, speaking of the NFC South, as we were talking about the Saints and Falcons, mm-hmm. what was your prediction for the NFC South? So for the NFC South, I had obviously Jacksonville Jaguars. I had them going 2-14. and 14. They went 1-15. and 15. This is where it goes wrong, though. I had the Indianapolis Colts finishing at third place with a 7-9 oh. record. Sorry, oh. NFC South, not AFC South. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> All right. I was so, like, wait, Jacksonville, where? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I was like, I NFC, don't even have them. <laughs> let me correct that. NFC South. I had Atlanta Falcons finishing four and twelve. They finished four and twelve. I did have Carolina Panthers finishing eight and eight. Obviously, that's not where they finished. They finished five and eleven. I had the Saints finishing second, though, at eleven and five, making the wild card. They actually won the division at twelve and four and had the Buccaneers winning the division at twelve and four, but they finished at eleven and five with the wild card. So, so they just switched. Caught, yeah, so I so switched the predictions and I kind of got it right for the Bucks and the Saints, but my biggest whiff with Carolina, they they looked decent to start the season. You can clearly tell Teddy Bridgewater when he got injured, it really set them back. Their offense yeah. looked really good with uh, McCaffrey and Mike Davis and Robbie Anderson. That looked really good. It just DJ you know, Moore, in, yeah, late in the season, oh, especially DJ Moore and Curtis Curtis Samuel. Holy cow! Yeah, Samuel came out of it. Yeah, show. he he was a he was an everything for them. But anyways, it just came out that you know late in the stretch, you know rookie coach, young defense that wasn't yep. disciplined, just lost him several games. I saw them keep up with the Buccaneers at some points, um, their most recent game, and obviously the Buccaneers' offense was too powerful. They just ran away with it. But the Carolina Panthers have a bright future, but that's probably the biggest downfall I had in my prediction. I, you know, like I mentioned, I had them finishing 500 and, and they didn't. And uh, that's probably the crow I've got to eat today. So. Yeah. Um, I, I had, well, I'll start. I had Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 14 and two. That's my biggest whiff. Um, you know, this team is super talented. And then if you were, okay. If you were to tell me before the season they were going to have all this talent and then they were going to also add Antonio Brown on top of that, mm-hmm. I would have been like, well, Antonio Brown's not going to be on the team the rest of the year. Uh, <laughs> but they'll still do 14 and 2. Right. Uh, but I mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I loved this Buccaneers defense. Um, Tom Brady with all these weapons, I thought it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What I should have kept in, in, uh, in account for all this is exactly kind of what you said on the podcast was. Okay, well, with Bruce Arians, quarterbacks their first year, they have struggles. So um, I, I kind of bypassed that because I was like, Tom Brady is, is – I mean, he's the GOAT. I mean, mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? I mean, he's not going to struggle that much. He did have some struggles, obviously. Uh, but also, no preseason. I didn't really put that in account. Really, no offseason. Um, and we kind of saw that. I mean, he – I mean, he – you had Mike Evans in, in your fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it – God – you were asking me every week, should I put in Mike Evans? And I was like, I don't know how you how you put him in because you just right. 
you're either going to get two points or you're going to get 22. Like mm-hmm. you have no idea which Mike Evans is showing up. And it just felt like there was like a three, four week stretch where he just never even looked towards Mike Evans. And you were like, dude, this guy is like six foot six, right? He's taller than everyone on the team. Just throw it up and he'll catch it. And Good in the Lord. games I sit him, he gets three touchdowns and like 12 yeah. catches like God. Bruce Arians yeah. like hates your fantasy football team. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and actually it was really nice to see Rob Gronkowski really emerge yeah. uh, as the, as the number one tight end later on. Like it took him a while to get going, but once he did, he, uh, he was going to Gronk a lot. So, and I will say, I called it, he was looking top 10 this year. Yes. Well, I had him in top 10 too. I just didn't think he was, I think you had him like top two or something. No, I think I had him number seven. I'm pretty certain he was inside top 10, but he was like number seven. And again, okay. some of my, well, another debate, another time, my outliers were time away from football, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, I, I get you. So, um, yeah, I mean, I had the Buccaneers doing a lot better. Obviously they didn't do that, but they still made the playoffs. So, I, I mean, it's hard for me to say it was a complete whiff, but I thought they were going to be a lot better. Um, I had the Saints at 12 and four. So I was right on that, but I just had them in second place. Um, I don't like the Saints team in the playoffs, to be perfectly honest. I don't like Drew Brees. I think I he's done. Yeah, I think, I think so he, needs, he needs to be done this year. That's why I'm saying, uh, you know, either go with Jameis Winston or go after Sam Darnold. Taysom Hill was a nice fill-in. I don't think he's your quarterback all year long. He's not a quarterback. I think, um, and I think part of the reason why is because they've put him in so many offensive different we- weapons and packaging is that <laughs> – he's trained too much to be something that of not a quarterback. And you can tell when he's throwing the ball, like it's not, he doesn't look like a quarterback. He looks like yeah. you, you put a guy in who can throw the ball decently, but that's, that's about it. You know, I watched the first game that he started mm-hmm. and he had this one deep ball that he threw. It looked like I threw it. I mean, it was just wobbly <laughs> and it didn't go that far. It fell way short, but the receiver like dove for it and grabbed it. And they're like, Oh, what an amazing play. And I was like, it was an amazing yeah. play by the receiver. Yeah, the receiver. Not an amazing. And they're like, Taysom Hill, the magic. And I was like, it's oh not God. Hill. <laughs> it was the worst throw I've ever seen. I, you could have put pads on me and I would have made that throw. So, uh, you know, the, the saints, I, I they have a really good defense and I feel like this team is getting squandered by Drew Brees. But uh, to be fair, there was a time where we thought about that with Peyton Manning on the Broncos and uh, the defense held. Now, do I think the Saints defense is as good as what that Broncos defense is? No, I do not. Um, but uh, I do feel like the Saints team could win one or two playoff games, but I don't think they get to the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be because of Drew Brees, not, not the other way around getting into the Super Bowl because of Drew Brees. So um, I had the Falcons in third. I had them at six and 10. I mean, I guess that's my biggest whiff in this, in this division. I like Matt Ryan. I like Julio Jones. I thought their defense was better than what it ended up being. Obviously towards the end of the year, they got better with Morris as the head coach, but um, it was sad to see. I, I, I would r- much rather watch the Falcons when they're competitive because they have so many good players. Mm-hmm. Even Todd Gurley, to be honest, he had a really good year, but it just got squandered by them being down every single game. And it's um, a shame, too, that Julio Jones probably had a wasted career there because, I mean, the question yeah. now is how many years does Julio have? He's had so many injuries. Yeah. Um, he was out majority of this season for hammies, foot, ankle, so, you know, his career is winding down, it feels like. And 
yeah wasted in atlanta unfortunately you know what's sad is raider i mean raiders would still love to have julio jones even if he only plays six games a year honestly i would be okay with that too (laughs) i'm not even gonna lie i would i know I don't want to trade for it because we're going to have to give up way too much and we need a lot of defense, but you know, yeah. it's, it's a pipe dream or even Odell Beckham. I'll take that too, but uh, again, <laughs> I'll settle. Uh, I don't want to make settle for Odell defense. Beckham. Yeah. We need defense. So, you know, I can say I want this, but it's not going to happen. Um, and then I had the Panthers at four and 12 in last place. Uh, obviously they went five and 11. Now they, I thought they were going to be really good, but, I we did I think you and I both were like they're in a bad division like for them because they have a first year quarterback not a first year quarterback but this quarterback is in the this system for the very first year he's on a brand new team he's finally a starting quarterback for the first time since a big injury in Minnesota um you know uh um you know they just got rid of Ron Rivera who had been there for over almost a decade yeah a lot um, of questions leading into the season yeah and Joe Brady, yes, he looked really good uh, at LSU as the offensive coordinator. He comes here uh, as offensive care- coordinator for Carolina. Um, you know, how is he going to do in the NFL? Hey, the offense looked good. It's unfortunate McCaffrey got injured. He was out all year, basically. Yeah. Um, Mike I Davis did him. a really good – yeah. <laughs> Mike Davis had a, was a really good fill-in, but unfortunately, um, you know, not, not you know, game-changing – you know performer he was he was really good in what they needed him to do but uh obviously they needed a little bit more and 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 the defense is really young but honestly the defense there were a few games you could see what they could potentially be so yeah um you know the panthers i think are going to be definitely better next year it'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft and in the free agency um and i hope honestly as much as i know a lot of people you know joe brady is a is a hot commodity uh as a head coach I really, really hope he stays with Carolina as the offensive coordinator with Matt Rule because I think if he stays there at least one more year, it'll be a really interesting division for sure. Yeah. So I don't think we had too many whiffs other than maybe um, I think you and I both thought the Buccaneers were going to be a little bit better. You basically had them winning one more game than what they did. Mm-hmm. I had them winning two, three more games than what they did. So I was a lot higher, but. Overall, I feel like we we pretty much nailed the the division. You you more so. Okay, I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that one. <laughs> All right, Cody, AFC South. Finally, the correct division I was going to yeah. say. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we know what you had Jacksonville at. <laughs> Jacksonville. Okay, a repeat. I had them two and fourteen. It's not where they finished at. I Terrible. had uh, Terrible. I had uh, the Colts finishing seven and nine, third in the division. They finished obviously second with a eleven and five record. I had Houston. I was really high on Houston. I did not think that they would implode as they did, where they got rid of uh, Bill O'Brien in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, anyways i had them finishing nine and seven just outside the playoffs i thought that they would be a little i thought they'd be better than they were and you know in some respects that they were just you know it took a it took a season to where they had to fire their head coach to really get to where they were they still were somewhat competitive but you can just tell like they need a they need a revamp and with some reports coming out texans better pray that they make they make uh their relationship with uh, watson better because that's a quarterback you don't want to lose. And, you know, we can have this debate about if you want Watson and Carr, and we can have that. It's not today, but uh, I think a lot of answers would be surprises. I think if you put him as quarterback, it's not that we would win 
more win less or whatever, but you know, he, in my opinion, is as, he's as franchise of a quarterback as it gets. I mean, he's special. He made that team still relevant in the midst mm-hmm. of them being terrible. But again, that's another topic. The, the one only thing I did call, which I was accurate with is I said that uh, Tennessee times would win the division at 11 and five. That's exactly what they did at 11 and five. And they won the division. Um, you know, on the back of, of course, Derek Henry. I also did say that AJ Brown would is going to basically be receiver one. Him and Tannehill would have a good connection. You know, and honestly, too, as we talked about this, like that's one of the things we kind of predicted. Like Colt, I mean, uh, the Titans were clearly the leaders of this division, just by how much. Very similar to the to the Bills debate, which is we know that they're a division favorite. How much are they going to win? How much are they going to lose? And you know, yeah. where are they going to be amongst the other teams? So pretty much that's how the AFC um, South washed out for me. So um, AFC South for me, I had the Titans winning the division at 10 and six. Um, so obviously uh, they did one game better than when I thought I had the Texans at number two at nine and seven, just like you. I, I didn't know they were going to be this bad. I mean, I know their defense wasn't great, but I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson was the team and, I mean, talking about the debate with with Derek Carr and Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to go through the rabbit hole, but um, <clears throat> we've seen what Deshaun Watson can do with with no defense. It's a four and twelve team, so that's that's what my argument is. Raider Nation, if you want Deshaun Watson, I'm not against it, but we need defense. So mm-hmm. if we get Deshaun Watson, not much changes. <laughs> Yeah. Other than, you know, he might stay here a little bit longer. That's really the only <laughs> maybe change. I mean, we have no idea. So um, that's my argument against that. Obviously, with the Texans, there's a lot more um, just things that crumbled in Houston. And it was unfortunate, obviously, them trading Deshaun, or Deshaun, uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, I still felt like he had a really good repertoire with Will Fuller and he did obviously Fuller actually didn't really go down an injury, <laughs> but he, he went down with PEDs. So that's probably I mean, why he wasn't forget. injured anymore. <laughs> yeah. We, Miraculously, I don't get injured guys. We, we had predicted that he was going to get injured. Uh, so we were wrong on that, but, uh, you know, obviously what well, we were still right out he was for more. Make it through the season. <laughs> yeah, we we knew that. Um, I had the Colts at seven and nine. I I did not believe in Philip Crimea Rivers, but I just I wasn't sure as well. Like Jonathan Taylor, I love Jonathan Taylor coming out. I felt like uh, the Chiefs should have grabbed him, and in hindsight, I think as of right now, probably still should have. I mean, Clyde uh, Edwards Lair was good for the Chiefs. There's no question. He had a really good first uh, couple of weeks, but I think after that, he was kind of just going with the flow. And with Jonathan Taylor, the Colts really relied him, on him towards the end of the year, and he was he was showing what he could do. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, you know, as a rookie, it's hard to predict what rookies are going to do because either they have a hard time adjusting their first year and second year, you really know who they're going to become. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor, so far, he started off really good. Uh, so good for him, and I'm I'm glad that I said I would have taken him over over um, what's his name, Clyde Edwards Lair, mm-hmm. uh, because right now it looks like I was not completely wrong, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but obviously, we'll have to wait and see, uh, you know, a couple more years. Sure. Um, and Rivers didn't have a great year, but 
you know, you know he, what? He, he did what he needed to do. He, so. you can tell he was a, he's an aged quarterback. God, he, he obviously, he, too. yeah, he he found some receivers. He was a veteran. Thankfully, he played in the dome majority of the year because you know he doesn't. He's not going to do well in outside weather games. And you know he had a phenomenal offensive line. I don't. I think he was like one of the quarterbacks that was sacked the fewest in the league because, you know, they've got essentially you know a working progress in all pro guards and offensive linemen that made Jonathan Taylor look like a you know yeah. an, an all pro running back in his rookie mm-hmm. year that gave him time to find receivers. And don't get me wrong, like you know he had Pittman Jr. He had um, uh, Hilton. Um, you know, and he also had um, a couple other receivers that he found, but you know, it's rivers, you know, he also threw away some games with some interceptions and he's not, he's not old man, Philip river. I mean, he's not throwing it like he used to back in, in the charger days, but you know, who knew him and Frank Wright got on the same page. And also too, the Colts defense really, really won them some of those games too. They had a really fierce defense that was underrated yeah. And a lot of it's credit to, I believe his name is Darius Leonard, uh, their linebacker, who was basically their floor general, man. He, he was everywhere and he led that team and that defense and their, and their cornerbacks were hard to beat as well. Carr struggled against them when we played because receivers couldn't get separation and those guys just, they were just everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was so right on Jacksonville Jaguars (laughs) now here's the thing I know it's hard to say because everyone knew that the Jaguars were going to suck. I mean, we all knew that this was a potential team that was tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Okay. But I got it so right that I even got, I said they were one in 15. I even got the team that they were going to beat. Right. (laughs) I got them. I had them beating the Colts and that was the only team they were going to win. And that is exactly what I, I'm so proud of myself. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back on that one. There you go. That was perfect. No one believed that the Colts could lose to the Jaguars, and they did. So that's right. I got it right. <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of that. I got the one in 15 team. You, right. you, got, you got everything on that prediction. <laughs> everything. I'll take, I'll take that one. Um, but overall, you know, pretty much I had higher hopes for the Texans. They flopped. Yeah, that was okay. my biggest whiff. Um, even the I honestly, well, I know I would say the Texans are my biggest whiff. I think the Colts, even though I had them at seven and nine, I still don't feel that much better about them than when I did when I, when we were doing this. Like, I feel like there were some teams that that the Colts had played that they you know won or lost to that was mm-hmm. just oh okay. Of course they beat the Jets. You know, sure. Um, you know, they, I think they beat the Browns uh, earlier this year. That was a game I had them losing. You know, there's a few games that I had them losing that they won and vice versa. Like the Raiders, I had the Raiders beating them. It went, it went the opposite way. The Colts won. So it was just games that could have been flipped. And I, I don't feel any better about the Colts. I really don't. Yeah, no disagreement here. Uh-huh. So, yeah. All right. Um, Cody, NFC West. All right. So I had, um, the Rams finishing in last place at seven and nine, and that's not where they finished. (laughs) Um, San Fran finished at six and 10. Of course that was who was last. I did have Cardinals though at seven and nine 
uh, in third place and the Cardinals finished eight and eight. So that's probably the closest thing I had. I did say that Sam Fran would be about at uh, 10 and six, but we would lose out on playoffs because I, I said that they would uh, be in the Super Bowl woes. Mm-hmm. And that was probably my biggest whiff because obviously I said 10 and six and they finished six and 10. The only one that I did get right. And really this is again, another outlier was um, Seahawks. I predicted that they would go 11 and five. They went 12 and four. They won the division, which is kind of predictable. We, you know, we both talked about that. We believe that they were Super Bowl favorites again, Russell Wilson. And um, you know, this, this team is always consistent. And uh, you know, when we were doing our quarterback debates, you know, for me, at least I had Russell Wilson, like in, at least in the top three, because yeah. of what he's done year over year with Seattle Seahawks. At one point, when you think he doesn't have any weapons, he gets it done. And this year it was just, you know, Metcalf and Lockett. Um, and really those two offensively, and they have a really underrated running game. It seems like they can plug in any running back and they produce very well. Yeah. Which at was, one point they had DJ Dallas, who's their third string running back. And yeah, he was and like, I think he beast. rushed for a decent amount of yards and he had two touchdowns in one game. So, yeah. you know, they have a really good team and a really good offensive culture to where everybody can plug in. So, you know, but that was probably the only one I got semi right. But my biggest whiff, if I had two big whiffs, it was the LA Rams and it was San Francisco 49ers. Other than that, the division kind of played out how we thought. Did we think San Francisco was going to? be that bad but no but like what you alluded no. to they had enormous amount of injuries so you know obviously what's a team to do when they have nearly like half their roster majority of their main players go out on injury so yeah yeah so uh nfc west i had the niners winning the division at 13 and 3 i thought they were still gonna uh do really well obviously didn't predict that garoppolo was going to be out majority of the year kittle being out basically all year mm-hmm uh Debo Samuel missed uh the first half of the year uh which was so frustrating because again hey guess what who drafted Debo Samuel that was me <laughs> uh and I think I drafted him all three leagues and all three yeah. times I regretted it um who uh Raheem Mostert uh he was on and off with injury uh he yeah. started the year really good and when he got injured it just it never was the same after that uh obviously nick bosa with the uh acl tear i mean that's just unfortunate i was like we you said it was week two right week two uh yeah so that i mean can't predict that i mean there's just so many injuries i mean richard sherman i don't remember him being on the field all that much right um so man i it's the niners still looked really good Mm -hmm. other than you know half of their team was injured um so it's hard for me to say you know it was a complete whiff but um you know uh, we'll get into it a little bit later but basically i had them in number one i had i nailed the seahawks i said they were going to be 12 and 4 uh just in second place they were 12 and 4 just in first place so Mm -hmm. uh, i pretty much can i pretty much nailed that one i thought russell wilson was going to be mvp this year um obviously he started out like that and it didn't end like that so um you know he might still be like top seven in the running but no i think you can make a valid argument top five but he's not winning the award i think it's no i think no. it's aaron Rodgers. so yeah aaron Rodgers, josh allen patrick mahomes honestly either all three of those i i don't care who wins it mm-hmm. all three are definitely deserving so I'm, I'm not gonna argue that but um arizona cardinals i had them at 10 and 6 in third place they did end up in third place they were eight and eight um I love the Cardinals. I felt like their defense was was really good. 
Um, Chandler Jones, uh, I think he got injured in the middle of the year and uh, it kind of showed. But honestly, too, their offense kind of stalled here and there. Like there were games, just random games where they were looking so good and then all of a sudden they just couldn't do anything. And it was it was so weird. It was bizarre. It was it just happened like four or five games I was watching the Cardinals and then just all of a sudden they just stalled and it was like, what, what happened? Mm-hmm. They were so good. So, um, yeah, it was kind of frustrating, but I mean, I don't think I was completely wrong on that. Um, then I had the Rams in uh, fourth place at 10 and six as well. So I was right that they were going to have to be 10 and six. Uh, but I thought this was the best division in football. Again, obviously couldn't predict that the 49ers were going to have half their team gone. Um, you know, I felt like Arizona had a really good team and I still felt like the Rams had a really good team, but because of this division, I felt like it was going to be hard for them to, to, uh, end up being in first place. I just, honestly, I just thought they were going to have the worst of the division record because, um, you know, Jared Goff, I don't think, uh, was going to be able to have a good division record against all these teams. But again, I was right on the record, so I don't want to say I was completely wrong. I just had them missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of my thing. We'll go into the other stuff later. So, Cody, AFC West to finish out all the divisions. So I had uh, the L.A. Chargers finishing at 5-11. and 11. Um, I did predict that Herbert would come in at some point in the season, but I didn't think that he would be as good as he was. And I, honestly, like – he probably him and burrow are the two you know best quarterbacks that have come out of a draft and it seems like in a while because herbert was doing so great obviously i didn't get that prediction right because broncos finished um i believe it was five and eleven let me double check yeah they finished five and eleven in fourth place i said that the broncos would finish seven and nine and i even made the argument that broncos i thought could either go seven and nine or they can go like ten and six and sneak into the division I do stand behind that because they did have a pretty big injury with Cortland, uh, with Cortland Sutton uh, very early in the season, and I knew that him and Drew Locke had a good rapport, and I figured that would help out uh, Jerry Judy. Obviously, that didn't, but we did see that the Broncos had a really nice receiving core. Even though they were young, they still were pretty productive. Drew yeah. Locke is not, a, is not a franchise quarterback, so I take back anything I said Thank about you. that. I thought he was Thank a good you. quarterback. He's far at best. like He's an average quarterback. He's better than Carson Wentz. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say, there's no way. The Broncos would take Carson Wentz in a heartbeat right they would. Now. And I would say the same thing. But anyway, so that was my prediction with the Broncos. I figured they'd finish third at seven and nine. They finished fourth. Here's where it gets hairy. Um, I predicted right that the Raiders would um, finish in the division at second place. They That's where they finished. I said 10 and six. They obviously finished at eight and eight. I predicted playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. I will say, though, there were a couple of episodes where we talked about the Raiders before they were officially eliminated. I said, we're not getting in. I didn't see it happening. But for the most part, to begin the prediction process, I did say that they were going to go. Um, they were going to go 10 and six, making the playoffs second in the division. We finished second at eight and eight. The only other thing I got right, Kansas City Chiefs, I claimed that they would go um, three and uh, 13 and three. They went 14 and two. So I was one off, but it's the Chiefs. I mean. I still predict they're going to win the Super Bowl. You know, make an argument that they won't because you know they have Patrick Mahomes. Who's beating Patrick Mahomes? Nobody. Mm-hmm. So that's what I had for the West. It's very unfortunate because I was I had really high hopes for the Raiders this year, 
and getting in the playoffs. And at some points it looked really promising. And at this point right now, as we sit today, I know this is a discussion we'll have on another episode, but honestly, I think we need to look at maybe replacing John Gruden. So I know that's a bold statement, but we did not progress as much as we should have from year to year. If anything, we did the same. And I would make an argument that we did worse this season at the worst possible time to get worse. And I would say it's because John Gruden's um, John Gruden's discipline in the team isn't as good as we suspect. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I would also make the argument that uh, any team that has John Gruden, their defense has always been terrible. And what made us think that this would be any different. And granted we had Paul Gunther, we were asking for him to go, but even when Paul Gunther left, our defense was still pitiful, but, we're going to exclude the Super Bowl winning Buccaneers from this because Tony Dungy was leading that defense. Tom, uh, John Gruden has not had a good defense at any time he's been a head coach. And this obviously proved it. And I think that John Gruden is maybe we need to think about changing the head coach because he's a little too old school. And it's in my opinion, that's another topic, but that's what I'm just going to leave it at right there. So, but that's my prediction. That was what my prediction was for the AFC West. Wow, yeah, it's, uh, I'm shook by that, but um, it's not it's not completely far fetched. I'm not gonna say I I'm ready for John Gruden to go yet. I'm not gonna go that far, but um, I do get where you're coming from. So it's not something that I don't understand or haven't thought of myself. But mm-hmm. I don't think I'm ready to say it yet. Um, my prediction: I had the Chiefs in first place. I don't think anyone had anyone else above them in this division other than delusional Raider fans. Um, (laughs) I had the chiefs at 12 and four, obviously they went 14 and two. I felt like the chiefs were going to kind of take a step back, not giant, but they were going to kind of take a step back, even though they went 12 and four last year, um, because I felt like, you know, they're going to get their best, but when we were looking at their schedule, it, it wasn't, very tough right Uh, you know now looking at it you know buffalo was was a tough win they got um and then obviously the the raiders were really tough games but you know they played the saints and the buccaneers those were and ravens i mean so those were some tough teams that they ended up you know getting wins on um so you know good for them but overall uh, you know, the Chiefs going into the playoffs, I think there is a little bit of worry. Um, how much worry? I'm not sure. I still think this is a very talented team, so it's kind of hard to be like, oh, I don't know how they're going to do. But overall, pretty much, I think you or I, you and I are on the same page. I just felt like they were going to get the best from everyone, um, and they kind of did benefit from a semi – I don't want to say easy schedule, but a semi-easy schedule, uh, easier than than some. Uh, and I, I think they became a product of that, but um, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs for sure. I also had the Raiders. You actually talked me down. I had the Raiders in the beginning at 11 and five. You talked yeah. me down. You said, Hey, listen, I think you need to put another you. Cause at first I had the chiefs at 11 and five and I yeah. had the Raiders at 11 and five. Yeah. You, you were, were really high on the Raiders to start and really low yes. on the chiefs. And I was like, Whoa, man. Whoa. That's, yes, but you did talk me out of it, and I'm glad you did because uh, it, now it looks like you know you were definitely right on that one. I'm not taking credit for this at all. Um, you know, I had the Raiders at ten and six. I thought they were going to be a playoff team, a wild card, um, and they screwed the pooch in December. I mean, absolutely laid an egg. 
Um, and I know there's a bunch of Raider fans who are like, well, it's Carr. He's not doing anything. Listen, the Falcons game where we only scored like six points, um, you know, that was just one of those games that you just can't predict. But if you take that game out and like his best game, and let's say it was against the Chiefs, he was still a really good quarterback this year. So let's not act like he had like the worst year. And everyone wants to talk about, well, Mariota, Mariota. Yeah, you know what? Mariota still lost the game when he came in. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about here? Um, but uh, I, I can't go down that rabbit hole. It's just going to piss me off. But anyway, um, you know, uh, the Raiders, I didn't know that their defense was going to be historically this bad. I mean, it's it was so awful. Um, the, the loss that we had uh, at the end to the Dolphins was just one of the worst things I've ever seen. I was watching the game, saw them kick the field goal with what, 23 seconds left. And I was like, Oh, okay. We got it. I shut it off because I was with family hanging out, mm-hmm. you know, celebrating Christmas with the family. All of a sudden I look back and I get all these updates that the Raiders lost. And I was like, we, what? And so I look and I watch the play and I was like, Oh my God. So you, you can't blame that on Carr. <laughs> just right. Carr literally did what Gruden wanted him to do. Take a knee what he did um they kicked the field goal and the defense absolutely gave it up it was the worst defense i've ever seen played it was it was the worst cannot believe that happened so i uh, can't predict that you know couldn't couldn't have known that um and we felt like our defense was not great but we didn't think they were going to be this bad and and they are uh i had the chargers at three at six and ten they ended up being seven and nine so i was pretty accurate on that you and I both said we feel like Josh Herbert was going to be coming in. We didn't know he was going to come in like week three. Justin Herbert. Uh, or week two. Justin Herbert. What did I say? Josh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Whatever. I don't care. He's a Chargers quarterback. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, who cares? You know, he doesn't have a name at this point. Yeah. <laughs> He's Philip Rivers 2.0. Um, you know, we, we didn't we knew he was going to come in we didn't know he was going to come in as early and honestly the chargers didn't either yeah. uh but i guess you know if you're a chargers fan thank god for the for the doctors there because they apparently they saved the franchise how much of his rookie contract do you think he gave the doctor to poke Ty, uh, Tyron? exactly you know? exactly how much hey, money uh, uh, go a little Herbert. hard on there and i'll give you a couple of grand over here <laughs> poor tyron taylor man that guy just just keeps getting screwed i know and anyway. he's a good quarterback that's the crazy he's thing. not it's bad crazy. yeah i mean I don't think I don't think he would have done better than Herbert, but okay, I'll I'll make this argument and just this down this rabbit hole real quick. I will say if you put Tyron Taylor on the Patriots, they have a better record than with Cam Newton. That's in my opinion because not crazy, not crazy because because Tyron Taylor Taylor takes care of the ball. And I think obviously we saw Cam Newton; he wasn't really accurate and stuff. Tyron Taylor would tuck and run. I think he would make really smart plays. So in my argument, I would say Tyron Taylor would be really good on the Patriots if you flip the roles. Not yeah. not the biggest um, statement, like not super shocking, mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah, that's something to think about for sure. Um, and then in last place, I had the Broncos at five and eleven, which they ended up. So pretty much uh, the bottom of the of the division, I pretty much guessed. I don't think it was that difficult. I don't like Drew Locke. I never thought he was that good. I know you were kind of a little bit higher on him because of Cortland Sutton. I don't think it would have changed even if Sutton were uh, out. Another person I drafted, by the way, uh, Cortland Sutton, 
Anyway, um, <laughs> on your Sorry. behalf. So that was on no, you. No, I was really high on him. I said yeah, top ten. Was on I you. think you were I like, put him. I was like, should I go Sutton or I don't forgot who else it dude, was. I was like, like, yeah, go Sutton, Sutton dude. dude, go Sutton. I was like, yeah, yeah, Cody's so confident in that, and that screwed me. Anyway, thanks a lot, bud. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> and I think a receiver you might have passed was like Godwin. Godwin or Sutton? Sutton, bro. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't no, like wasn't that. I would have definitely gotten Godwin. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean. Honestly, the biggest disappointment and the biggest wave was the Raiders. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, I had them going in the playoffs because I believed in the team. And I didn't think Paul Gunther was going to be that bad. I thought with Corey Littleton, Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, who both, honestly, I know a lot of people were on Littleton early in the year. Towards the end of the year, he was really good. Kwiatkowski was just a beast. But Jonathan Abram looked like he regressed. Eric Harris looked like he forgot how to play yeah um i mean trayvon mullen actually was really good he had a couple of games though where he just was not good Mm -hmm. uh damon arnett could not be healthy uh isaiah johnson actually was decent um but we needed more than decent jonathan abram blowing assignments yeah and then we just couldn't get to the quarterback i mean crosby was okay farrell was better than he was last year Mm -hmm. but overall we need a pass rusher so bad Honestly, I will say this. I think we need a pass rusher more than we need secondary. That's an argument for another day, but that's my thought is if we had a pass rusher, we would have been in a couple of more of these games. Mm -hmm. Like we put no pressure on, on Phillip rivers against the Colts. None. We put no pressure on Matt Ryan against the freaking Falcons who have not a great offensive line. It's not like they're killing it. So, you know, it, it was unfortunate. So, Cody, we're going to wrap up here, but I do want to get. So, if you could kind of go over who you had in the playoffs in the NFC mm-hmm. and uh, just tell us what team you get forgiven for and what team you were completely right on and what team you were completely wrong on. Okay. So, three okay. So, I would say that the team I was right on was the Buccaneers. Where they finish in terms of ranking, I was I was about right. I mean, one game out of first place compared to the Saints, about the same. What I was completely wrong, though, where I, I think I would ask for forgiveness on this one, and I think you'd agree, would be the Philadelphia Eagles for said reasons of Carson Wentz. I mean, I predicted them going 12-4. and four. I figured a healthy Carson Wentz gets back some weapons, and, you know, they would they would do well. And Carson Wentz clearly let them lose about eight games before they were semi-competitive with Jalen Hurts then in the starting lineup. So, and they tied with the Bengals who ties with the Bengals. So anyways, I would be, I would say that's uh, one of the two teams in the NFC. I would talk about Eagles for sure being one I I should be forgiven for. Um, The one I would say I was Gosh, and the AFC is a little bit tougher because that one was kind of yeah. all over. You know, I was in yeah. AFC. I was way off on a lot of these. I was way more accurate on the NFC. But the one I would ask for forgiveness with would be this with the Steelers because of Big Ben. Again, I will make the argument that later in the season, Big Ben looked what I predicted he would look old, not wanting to play. Um, clearly, as they played better competition, they got it got a lot tougher. And Mike Tom Mike uh, Tomlin is definitely like the coach that is coaching these guys beyond what they can do. Um, and, you know, it did help that Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not a number one receiver. He looked decent, but clearly Big Ben was going to the other, you know, to Johnson and Claypool a little bit more. 
But, you know, I would say that, you know, my prediction on the Steelers not making the playoffs was that far-fetched. I would, I would probably ask for forgiveness on that one. Um, my biggest whiff would be the Indianapolis Colts as well. You know, I predicted them going seven and nine and they, they almost won the division at 11 and five, you know, that was probably the biggest one. I would say I I really whiffed on that uh, made a big difference in my opinion. But other than that, those are really the, the two I can really come up with AFC. Um, I wouldn't, I won't, I'm not going to make the argument for the Raiders not making the playoffs because even though I was high hopes for them making the playoffs, in the middle of the season, I've already said, I don't think they're getting in. They, they needed to show more. We had yeah. some promises and some decent games, like going against, you know, the Saints, we did well. We beat uh, the Chiefs at one point. We looked really good on our second game against the Chiefs, where it really got my hopes up. And then we played exactly what I said not to do, which is down to our competition, so on and so forth. And it is what it is. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Uh, well, the team that I need to be forgiven for in the NFC is the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I've already said it. It's not a surprise. I had them at the number two seed. I had Tampa Bay in one, San Francisco two, Green Bay three, Philadelphia four, New Orleans five, Seattle six, Arizona seven. Um, obviously, a few of those I was wrong on, but uh, San Francisco, I need to be forgiven because uh, I couldn't predict all the injuries. I mean, ha- honestly, like half of their team was out for like four games it's ridiculous argument could be made that you know they probably weren't going to do that well injuries or not because they were struggling to begin the season so they they were i will say that but i feel like i mean do i think that the niners would have been better with garoppolo over mullins or better yes i do yeah um you know do i think that um you know, they would be much better. Maybe not, but I still feel like I need to be forgiven on that one because it wasn't just the Garoppolo injury. If Garoppolo was the only one that got injured, then yes, I would say, okay, that's not a forgiven. That's just, you know, whiffing on that. But it was Bosa. It was Moster, Samuel, Kittle, Sherman, Garoppolo. I mean, I mean, it was so many injuries, so many, uh, so so many moving parts for San Francisco. And I know a lot of their defense was hurt too. So, um, you know, I, I feel like I, I definitely get a pass on the 49ers in this. If I'm not mistaken. Didn't Solomon injure his ACL too? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like everyone was getting hurt in that. Yeah, we'll team. just, we'll just say, yeah. I mean, who was not hurt is probably guess who, guess who drafted Kittle. This guy, yeah, that guy, <laughs> the guy that didn't make the playoffs. There, the guy who didn't make the playoffs. This right. guy. <laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the team that I was completely right on in the NFC was Green Bay. Um, you were. I I really I mean, I kind of do feel a little silly that I I'm saying that I was right on them because they're 13 and three. I had them at 11 five and the three seed. They ended up being the one seed, but I don't think I was that far off. I feel like. Um, Yes, they were. I had them eleven and five, but you know, again, with San Francisco being, uh, you know, as injury prone as they were, and basically, um, I thought the Vikings were going to be a better team, and they weren't. Um, you know, I, I think the Packers I pretty much nailed because I had big confidence that uh, Rogers was going to have MVP type season. Did I think he was going to be MVP? I still was like, oh, I don't think so he might be. (laughs) Um, and I wouldn't blame voters for that. Um, so the team that I completely whiffed on that I was wrong on the Philadelphia Eagles, um, 
You know, I believed a lot about Carson Wentz. Uh, I believed that he was a top 10 quarterback, and I am not ashamed to say that I was completely wrong on that. You were absolutely right. Uh, I bow to the king in this in this uh, instance, and that you would better. be you. You, you have been, uh, what is it? You've been knighted as <laughs> a king of uh, predicting Carson Wentz. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I believed in them. I thought their defense was going to be good. And um, honestly, they kind of flopped. And yeah. I really liked uh, some of their offensive weapons. And they just, they didn't do anything. And Carson Wentz didn't help that matter. So, um yeah. Yeah, I whiffed on on the Eagles. Uh, AFC, the team I need to be forgiven for is the Houston Texans. Um, yeah. I had them at nine and seven. I didn't have them in the playoffs, but I thought they were going to be close. And um, you know what? I I I liked the David Johns. I liked even though they got rid of Hopkins. I hated that. I still mm-hmm. felt like okay, this team is still fairly good. I mean, yes, they lost Hopkins, but you know, how many points were they losing from Hopkins? Maybe, maybe a touchdown, you know, which is a big deal, but you know, he had a really good uh, relationship with Fuller and you saw it most Mm -hmm. of the year. Um, I thought David Johnson was going to have a really good year. He had a good year, but not, I wouldn't say a really good, I don't, I don't want to say great. It was productive. Yeah. You know, but honestly, how, how productive can you be? Like how great can you be always being down? Like where you have to throw, time so uh it's it's hard for for the texans to uh you know rely on that guy um and then also uh the defense they just they completely were they just weren't good i mean honestly they might have been a little bit better than the raiders but not much and and i i mean saying that is is big because the raiders defense was complete crap yeah. um <laughs> sorry but they were i mean that's saying something um, too <laughs> Uh, I was completely right on the Steelers. Uh, I'm going to take a win on that one. Um, you know, I don't want to say it was a, a huge prediction, but I did feel like Big Ben was going to be a huge reason why they were they were going to be on, you know, into the playoffs, which they ended up being in the playoffs. I had them as a five seed at 12 and four. They ended up being 12 and four as the three seed. So, I mean, I'm going to take a win on that one. Um, and because honestly, I like their defense. That was that yeah. was the main seller. Uh, yes, I thought Big Ben was going to have a good year, but I, I thought the defense was really going to excel them, and and they did. Last but certainly not least, well, least because uh, I'm yeah. mad at them right now. Uh, I was I was completely wrong. I'm going to call a whiff on the Raiders. Um, you know, I was two games off, but it was two games, significant games. Um, we should have. Teams that we should have won, we should have beat the Falcons. We yeah. should have beat the Chiefs twice. We should have swept the Chiefs, um, and our defense gave it up. You know, mainly Abram, as we I've talked about at nauseum now. Um, and we should have we should have beat the Colts. I feel like we are we were a better team than the Colts, but again, our defense put no pressure. Um, we couldn't stop the run either. That was another. We were okay at stopping the run most of the most of the year. Mm-hmm. It was the pass passing game that really killed us. And like in that game, we just couldn't stop the run or the pass. And it was just and it was and that's what happened with the Falcons game too. Mm-hmm. We couldn't stop the pass or the run. Um so you know, that was it, it was just very disheartening. I believe in Carr. I don't think Carr was the issue. I mean, 
as I said last week, I mean, all, all the games that we looked at, they were scoring a lot of points. It wasn't points that they were having an issue with. It was stopping the other team from getting all these points. And that's where we went wrong. And, and unfortunately, uh, that's where I went wrong. So happens to the best of us. Yes, it does. So who do you feel like really won this, this prediction? You know what? I'll, or do you think it was me? No, I think I'm going to let you have this one. You called, honestly, I would say a lot of these predicted ones, you had probably about over 50% accuracy. So I'm going to just dub that. I think you did really good. I mean, some of them, I mean, if we're going to stay within like a two game prediction, you did really well on a majority of them. Uh, we're going to take away the outliers that we talked about, the, the predictors, yeah. but we're just going to say overall, like you called on the Browns. That was, that was a good call on that one. You were really good about calling the Rams, which I'll give you credit for at the record and making the playoffs. You really believed in them. Um, the Packers, for sure, you were still on that train. You were you were even on the uh, uh, what was the other one that you were really big on? Um, oh God, the Patriots. You were dead on with them, even with Cam Newton. So I'm gonna. I dub was even that, surprised when you told I'm me. I'm gonna. That. <laughs> I'm gonna dub that you were really good at guessing. So yeah, you can you can have this one. You so. you forgot the most important team that I guess was the Jaguars. I mean, I That's nailed true. it. That's it's true. <laughs> You, you nailed every bit. Not only one no, loss, the the team they'd win. So, to be fair, I think I think you and I tied. To be honest, I I think I had a lot of uh, teams that I predicted that I thought were going to be better, like record wise mm-hmm. um, and playoff wise. But I think overall, I think you and I pretty much tied. I think you and I were pretty much on the same page. There were a couple of teams where I guess right, you guess wrong, and like with you with the even with the Raiders like you had to talk me down and you didn't even have the Raiders in the playoffs did you I did but oh you did okay I did but I think I let you talk me into getting them in the playoffs but I didn't think that they were 11 win team like I was like dude 11 wins is tough where are we gonna get 11 wins you know and also needless to say I should have taken my own advice on fantasy football I should have drafted Rodgers did I draft Rodgers no I didn't I went after Lamar Jackson instead and that hurt me uh, you told me not to go Connor, and I went James Connor. Uh, you know, you told me, or I went after Kittle. I went after Samuel. I mean, everyone that I went after either ended up injured. Joe Mixon mm-hmm. um, either ended up injured or just crappy year. Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, those were those were tough. What but I truth, could do. What but I could truthfully, do. though, I think you. What was funny is you switched to strategies. What you were telling me. I've yes, been sticking with the same strategy for the last five years. And honestly, every, every year for those five years, I have the same problem. My team does well the first three, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Then I go through another three-week stretch of where I'm in between, where I'm like a 500 team at best. And then yeah. they pick it up at the end of the season. Whereas everybody just will... So I try to even out all my positions. But then what I find is I have too much talent spread out to where... Now I'm arguing between who am I going to start over these players? And if I look at rankings, there are only two rankings separating each other. So then it's like splitting hairs. So then I end up sitting somebody in favor of this person and the person I sat does really well. And the person I played doesn't do very well. So I think I need to take your strategy and switch things up a little bit because I'm getting the same result from the same draft. So. Well, this year I wanted to go running back heavy because I felt like a lot of offenses were going to go running back uh, a lot because of the no preseason, the mm-hmm. no 
you know, off-season workouts, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I need to go running back heavy because at least if they're they're going to get like these like minimum catches, but they're also going to be, you know, running a lot more than than passing. I felt like that was going to be this year. And um, normally what I do is I'll go after like a running back first um, or possibly receiver first and then either one second, you know. So if I get a running back first, I go a receiver second. And then third pick, I either think about a quarterback, another running back or a receiver. And I just went like running back like three straight rounds. And I got really good running backs. I mean, I had Derrick Henry. I had uh, I, I was really happy about getting Joe Mixon and James Conner. But after that, like, um, you know, the top receivers were, I you know, I completely ignored. And that, that really killed me. And honestly, my quarterback situation was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great, but um, I did end up trading. Like I had Lamar Jackson in two of my leagues and I traded him in both leagues to get like, I needed another running back because all of mine were injured. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, uh, um, and then I went and got like a receiver for one of, I actually got DK Metcalf for Lamar Jackson. And Mm -hmm. that's when DK Metcalf started falling off and Lamar Jackson was starting to go on. So I was like, of course, that's when I, that's when I get DK Metcalf is when he doesn't do anything. So I think the funny part is in, I think the NFL league you and I were both in, I think if you had not drafted James Conner, because I think I feel like you drafted him. I don't want to say later in the round, but I feel like he was almost if you had five picks, he was like pick number three or four within your first five yeah. picks. Uh-huh. I was. feel like if you would have not have gone Connors, you could have probably gotten Stefan Diggs. I'm trying to remember yep. how far Diggs dropped because in the league that we were in, he went pretty far down because I could the have whole, had Godwin, which would have changed. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. And but you did end up with Adams, but I feel yeah. like if you would have just stuck with Mixon and Henry, found a running back in between late, you yeah. probably would have had a better stance because you would have had solid because you did have a good quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I you had um you had Carson Wentz, of course, and I feel like you drafted somebody else that was really good and you held I on to him. Jared, I had Jared Goff. Yeah, that's who it was. Jared Goff. And then I, I traded. I had Baker Mayfield, but I traded him away to get Adams. I got Mayfield. I got Goff. In the trade, I got Goff, uh, Adams, and I gave away Derrick Henry, Mayfield, and someone else. I want to say Landry, but I don't. I don't remember exactly who it was. But no, I, I yeah, it was. Landry. I, I know I traded three guys for two because mm-hmm. I was like Devontae Adams is the better one, and honestly, I probably could have got two for two because I had Henry in there. But Henry at the time wasn't what he ended up being he was kind of he was okay he wasn't great and so i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna trade him because he still has the name Mm -hmm. and i need a receiver and so that's what i did and it it worked out well but you know i should have kept i should have tried to make a way to keep henry but i mean adams did so well so it was it's kind of hard to regret that decision yeah all right that's enough we we've been going at this for a long time my wife's gonna be mad that's okay it was really fun, Cody. And yeah. I'm glad that you were back. And I think my wife has probably passed out by now. Yeah, I so think maybe I, I won't get in trouble. I think people have seen has seen my wife go through the screen and look at me like, Are you done yet? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's all I saw you look and you were like, Oh, okay. Okay. Right. we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> no, hey, we appreciate everyone hanging in there. Uh listen, we wanted to go through it all because we didn't want to make, you know however i don't want to i don't want to do math right now eight eight different weeks of 
of going back on our predictions and the playoffs starting. So we just wanted to get it all out of the way before playoffs. So we appreciate you guys hanging in there with us. Uh, hey, go check us out on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which is uh, all of our social media. Also on YouTube, uh, subscribe on YouTube, like, comment on any videos that we have. Cody said that he's going to he's gonna grind on YouTube a little bit more. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we're going to have some more uh, content uh, on there. Um, also, go check us out on all the major podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, anything and everything does help. It really does. I know it sounds dumb, but it does help. Uh, so if it's a one star, tell us how we can get better. If it's a f- uh, five star, uh, tell us what we're doing right and what you want us to keep doing. Uh, it, everything will be appreciated. Honestly, we just want to get better and that's all we're here for. <laughs> um, but uh, the major podcast, if you're not sure, we are on uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts, iHeart and Spotify podcast. So subscribe on there. Uh, also go check out our partners, fnxfitness.com. They got great workout gears, great workout supplements. Go check them out. Uh, I was so mad because I was starting to hit the gym again. Had to get my creatine, order my creatine from FNX. Got 15% off uh, with our promo code that Cody will explain to you in a minute how to get it. And uh, then here in California, they shut them down again. <laughs> God dang it. Oh my God, I'm going to get fat again. (laughs) uh, I was a little upset because I literally just got it in and they're like, oh, we're going to shut down. Oh, great. That's going to be awesome. I literally have it sitting on uh, on our uh, shelf waiting to be uh, consumed. So hopefully gyms will open back up soon because right now all I'm doing is running. Having creatine after a run is not the greatest. So... (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Cody will explain to you how you can get 15% off that creatine, protein powder, uh, workout shirt, you know, whatever it is. Uh, Cody will explain to you how you can get 15% off your whole purchase. That's right, guys. Go to DrewCodeSportsLock.com. We have a link for our partners. You click on that. There's a special link that you click on that's made specially for us. When you click on that, it takes you to FNXFitness.com. Purchase whatever you need to, and then you want to use the promo code DrewCode15, and you get 15% off your total purchase, just like what Drew had mentioned. Um, I have a majority of their apparel, their gear. Um, I, I buy that primarily. I even have kind of like this it's like a face mask, but it kind of goes over like the whole, like your, your, the back of your neck and then your face, very breathable material. Andrew was super jealous when we were working out before gyms closed down, but, um, you know, they have all sorts of great stuff. They just, they're about to come out with their new spring line, I think in about a month. So look out for that. But again, use drew code 15 to get 15% off your purchase. While you guys are there on our website, though, you guys can start browsing around. We have great content on there, such as our Instagram pages. You can get our Facebook and Twitter links on there if you guys want to follow us or like our page, um, you know, see what we're posting, see what we're up to. Um, you guys can also listen to full episodes on the website as well. And then also our second podcast that we do is a, on special episodes, two bays in a pod. You guys can listen to full episodes on there as well. Um, any of the links that you guys are interested in listening to subscribe to the channel, YouTube, any of the podcast pages, all on the website, guys. Go through there, click on them and all that stuff. You guys can also leave us comments, suggestions, topics you all want us to cover. Leave it all on there and then we'll get a notification. 
be more than happy to just, you know, shoot the stuff with you guys and answer your guys' questions, maybe make a whole episode regarding your guys' topics y'all wanted to bring up. And we'd love to interact with you guys. We always appreciate you guys supporting us and checking out the website, listening to the episodes. It makes Drew and I feel really uh, warm and fuzzy on the inside, knowing that people are listening <laughs> to our stuff and, and and especially getting that feedback is always a lot of fun. So I encourage you guys to go to DrewCoSportsLock.com to get all that content. And, uh, you know, with all that being said, we appreciate you guys. We hope you guys are enjoying the new year so far, regardless of the craziness. Um, however, we are getting back to this thing regularly. So please look out for new episodes. And if you want, listen to old episodes, like I said, on the website as well. So again, you guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week. See you.